This Seattle Medium podcast is sponsored by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. The Urban League of Metropolitan Seattle has named Maya Manis as its new chief impact officer, where she'll work alongside the Urban League CEO and its CFO. And with us, we want to talk about her new position is Maya Manis. Good morning, Maya. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. And yourself? Doing well, thank you. That's good. Now, Maya, you are a native of Tacoma, correct? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I was born in Seattle, but moved a lot throughout um, Washington State. Um, but I um, had my performative years, I guess you could say, um, in Tacoma. So I always say that Tacoma raised me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, uh, I understand that you started working at the Urban League in 2017 as a receptionist, correct? Yes. So. Um, uh, the Urban League was my first job out of college um, when I graduated, um, and so I started out as the front desk for the receptionist. Yes. All right. Now, since that time, you have you know furthered your education uh, as mm-hmm. well, uh, and have been involved in many high-profile initiatives at the Urban League, including the census. Yeah. Yes. That's um, sort of how I was able to create the advocacy and community engagement department that we have now. Um, with through the 2020 census, um, I was uh, working alongside uh, Michelle Merriweather as her executive assistant, um, and the 2020 census was um, coming about. And National Urban League had the initiative of Make Black Count, um, and um, we didn't think it was going. We didn't want it to be a permanent role, so it started out with me doing a lot of the initiatives, but then it ended up being sort of a full-time gig with um, once I was getting involved with the 2020 census, then it was get out to vote, and then it was policy. So it just sort of transpired from there when I started doing the 2020 census work. Right. And let's talk about some of those things that you've been involved with and the impact that they've had, um, you know, on the community as a whole. Because, you know, a lot of times people are doing this work and um, things happen and, you know, people just don't realize where they came from. But there's always... Uh, some organization, there's some people, there's some who are pushing, prodding, and and developing uh, policies and initiatives that have a, a broader impact on our community. And that might not be aware of it, but let's talk <laughs> about some of the initiatives that you've been involved with and the impact they've had on the community. Um, starting, let's let's really talk about the census because I know the Urban League was heavily involved with the census and the census counting, trying to make sure that our communities were counted in the census uh, under some very difficult circumstances because uh, a lot of the uh, resources going into the 2020 census had been cut on a federal mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, 
you know, we were planning the 2020 census since um, December 2019, and so we had all these wonderful plans in place in terms of getting the community out, being in public, being where community is at all around during the summer. Um, and census day was April 1st, 2020. And so by the time March hit, I had one public event, one um, event for community um, called um, Party with the Purpose, where we essentially just kicked off our census work. Um, and then COVID hit, where we had to change and pivot entirely in terms of what we did. Um, and so we, um, Washington State made it um, uh, a point to fund um, many organizations. So we received a, we received a lot of funding from Washington State, but we had events planned, right? We had being out in community, um, and so we had to pivot entirely. Um, and that's when, um, with Michelle and I, we created, you know, what what if we provided the materials to small restaurants, specifically black-owned restaurants in Seattle, um, give them a little bit of funding because we know they need it. Um, and they put their materials on their social media, on their website, and in their to-go boxes because we knew many people were still supporting those businesses in that way. Um, and so they would be able to receive, you know, something from their Urban League saying, have you counted yourself for the 2020 census? And this is why it's important. Um, so, um, so with with the 2020 census, I had to pivot it completely because of the pandemic, but was able to um, make it where, um, with a huge coalition, make it where um, Washington State was the second most counted, which in the previous year it was in the 20s. So um, I think. There was a very much considerable effort, especially with black, brown, and indigenous folks to make sure that our communities got counted. Um, so uh, that was an amazing experience. Um, definitely um, took, took a lot, pivoted a lot, um, but I think it was very successful in the end. Right. And uh, let's talk a little bit, too, about some of your involvement in uh, voter registration and, uh, you know, getting – uh, out to vote, because that's very important mm-hmm. to our community as well. Yes, yes. So um, uh, I, as a millennial, um, first real presidential election um, was um, in 2016, sort of saw why, you know, many people around my age, you know, sort of felt I always like to say sort of felt burned in terms of um, voting um, because every time that they did vote, they didn't really get the outcome that they wanted, you know, even though it looked like they could have. Um, And so I really um, viewed voting as, um, you know, a starting point um, into the journey um, and really wanted to ensure that first-time voters feel comfortable and understood what's called down the ballot where, you know, the president makes some decisions, but your state lawmakers, your state representatives, your governor, your city council members impact your day-to-day life so much more. Um, and um, historically, the margins have been thinner that 
it's been more impactful if you do vote. Um, and so with that, um, created um, a This Person Votes campaign. Um, and then the last year was a future voter campaign targeted to um, 16 to 17-year-olds because they can pre-register to vote in Washington State. So at the moment when they turn 16, they can pre-register. So the one that they turn 18, they will automatically get a ballot. Um, and so we were very dedicated with that effort last year. Um, but then I just made it where it was like a starting point and then really um, engaged the folks who engaged with us on civic engagement stuff with public policy um, and our advocacy and our legislative framework to be able to show them that um, this is you, this is only voting is only one way you can use your vo- voice. Um, and there's many more with meaning your lawmaker sending them an email, signing in pro on a bill. Um, and so um, that's sort of the way in which I think we've been able to be more successful. And just with every everything that we do at the Urban League, um, we know that we might not be able to change their mind right now or make them register to vote right now, but we maybe put a little bit of something in their ear or their head that, you know, maybe it could be a little bit different than what they've been told um, because, you know, through education, through media, um, they're sort of told that their voice doesn't matter. Um, and so we try to tell them every day that, um, no, you, you have a very empowering voice um, and you should use it. Um, and people want to want to hear you, especially your lawmakers. Right. Now, let's talk about your new role. Uh, the chief mm-hmm. impact officer, uh, and what is it that you're charged to do? <laughs> yes, so um, as the chief impact officer, I'm going to um, expand and monitor our impact um, outside of the community and our external um, communications and efforts, um, and then also want to look um, within um, the organization and ensure that our impact um, is felt within our staff and within the participants that we serve. Um, So I'll be involved a lot with our fundraising efforts, our communication efforts, um, with working with um, the fund development and um, comms department. Also our community engagement team. Last year we had a resource festival, so we're trying to do another one this summer, um, as well as um, working on our um, 2022 annual breakfast. May twenty our twenty second annual breakfast. My apologies. Um, also, um, looking at you know when a participant comes into our office, they feel that they can't access all of our beautiful services um, and um, leave the Urban League um, in a better place than where they started um, and understand and navigate all the barriers, whether it's employment housing, health, um, and so um, really working with our data team to make sure that we have a, a good flow in terms of um, it's easy for our staff, it's easy for our participants. So a little bit of everything, which I really appreciate because um, it makes it makes it the day <laughs> a little bit all over the place, which I, I sort of enjoy um, and being able to be very impactful um, in working with our directors in terms of, you know, they know what they need and being able to just sort of navigate with them how we can get there. Right. Um, now, Maya, the uh, organization has been very active 
uh, during COVID has managed a number of initiatives. Uh, with that being said, um, in the short time we have left, you know, what can you say or what excites you the most about the direction of the Urban League of Metropolitan Seattle? Yes, um, I think with everybody, with the pandemic, um, we had to be very reactionary. Um, you know, it was unprecedented times. I'm pretty sure we were counting how many times people were saying that. Um, and so now it's not that the pandemic is over. COVID is still affecting our community. But we are, due to um, our um, vaccine efforts and um, masking efforts, you know, are coming out of the pandemic. I mean, so we're able to um, look at, you know, what does it look like in the future? Um, and, um, you know, what what does it look like now that we have a little bit time to think? Um, and so with all of the stuff that we've learned, with all of the growth that we've had, how can we be very intentional uh, within the next two years? So sort of what I'm really excited is pivoting from reactionary, which is what we had to do, and pivot towards um, being very um, informative and uh, intentional with now we can be a little bit more um, since we did, we don't have to be reactionary. So really looking at long-term, what can we do within the next five years rather than what can we do every day to just get through this pandemic? All right. Well, Maya, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show. Uh, congratulations on your new thank position you. at the Urban League uh, and much thank continued you. success to you in all your future endeavors. <laughs> thank you so much.